following program is rated M for mystery, malfeasance, and mobsters, and may contain trace amounts of murder. True stories of history's forgotten detectives from across the 20th century. This is Duotang Chesterfield's Mystery Theater! Good evening, dear listeners. Have you sent the wee ones to bed early tonight, expecting another scintillating, titillating Duotang Chesterfield whodunit to enjoy with your husband, your wife, your adult friends club? Well, call those little ones back from under their blankets where they're secretly reading Teen Dream magazine, even though you expressly told them it was bedtime, and don't you give me that look, Billy and or Betty, I will turn this car around. Gather the whole family, because it's time for another good, clean episode of the Oregon Twins Conundrums. This week, the case of the squirrely swindler. Everyone in quiet Greensleeves, Nebraska, knew Daryl and Bradley, Oregon, because they were the best police officers the town had. They dealt with many very important cases. Sir, I'm going to have to escort you out. You don't want to disturb the nice people's breakfast, do you? Irish cat bit me. Oh, thank you so much, Daryl. Bradley, he just would not leave when we asked. No need to thank us, Irma. Never hesitate to call when a suspicious character like this one gives you trouble. Squid ate my hat! I'd be upset too, sir. Daryl and Bradley also had 13-year-old twin daughters named Sue and Sally. Just as everyone knew their dads, everyone in Greensleeves knew the Oregon twins to be the smartest, prettiest, and most socially responsible 13-year-old girls in town. Can we help you cross the street, Mrs. Batnagar? Why, thank you, dear. And what good pronunciation. Aw, shucks. Indian surnames are just a hobby of mine. Hey, Sally. When you're done helping the elderly, would you like to go to the ice cream shop? Oh, I sure would, Bobby. But my associate and I have to go straight home and finish my school project on Italian-American crime families of New England. Those Oregon twins sure are a couple of young go-getters. They're on the junior volleyball squad. They tied for first place in last year's Green Sleeves annual spelling bee, came in first and second place at the science fair. Sue beat out Sally by half a point, but they don't really like to talk about it. They're editors of the school newspaper, captains of the debate team. I am just going to... And they're currently running for student body co-presidents at the Greensleeves Middle School. If elected, we promise fairer distribution of lockers between very tall and very short students and extra funding for the math team. Remember, a vote for the Oregon Twins is a vote for you. And there's two of us, so that's twice as many votes for you. Extra, extra, the Oregon Twins win a twin by a landslide. The school charter says we can only have one student body president, but those twins are just so darn charming that I've had to allow it. Now if you'll excuse me, I have to deliver this giant novelty check to the math team. Yes, the Oregon twins' schedules were chocker block full, but their favorite hobby of all was solving mysteries. Each night, their dads would discuss the most perplexing cases from their day's patrol while Sue and Sally did their homework in the next room. But secretly, the twins would be listening in, honing their detective skills. It wasn't easy to keep all our campaign promises, Sue, but the principal sure was a lot more agreeable after we showed him that A1 reconnaissance work we did on him at the Lane's Rotary Motel. And I hear his marriage is now stronger than ever. Still, I think we need to step up our sleuthing game. Now, how do you propose we do that, Sally? We open our own detective agency. I don't know. 
Do you really think we're ready for the big time? How about this, Sally? Sue. How about this, Sue? The first unsolved case dads bring up tonight, we set our brains to. If we solve it before they do, we start our own agency. And if we don't solve it? Don't be a negative Sue, Sally. If we don't solve it, we've got plenty else to keep us busy, like the Astronomy Association, the Brass Band, the Calculus Club, the- So, later that night when Daryl said, That one case with the Hoover is still puzzling me, Bradley. The girls in the next room paid extra careful attention. Now, Daryl, Chief says the case is closed. I know, I know. But I feel that if I could just lay out the situation again, really describe it aloud, step by step, in small words, as if I were relaying it to one or even two 13-year-old kids. Is that a joke at my expense? I just think some clue will jump out at us that we didn't consider before. And so, Daryl described the case of the squirrely swindler. Ms. Botnagar called us over this morning. She said that a door-to-door salesman had been by yesterday, hawking various at-home appliances and religious texts. Ever since the salesman union merged with the Mormon church, well, they've been nigh unstoppable. She bought a new vacuum from him, the Holy Hoover 6000, paid him in cash because the church doesn't believe in personal checks, and sent him on his way. The next morning when Miss Botnagar tried to use the new vacuum, it didn't work. She thought at first it was simply broken. Or that maybe they'd rigged it so the model wouldn't work until you'd accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. But when she opened it up to take a look, there were no mechanics on the inside. Instead of wires, that hoover was just full of feathers and sawdust. It turns out the machine wasn't even made of metal or plastic. It was just painted cardboard, stuffed with feathers to look like a vacuum. Hold on, there's gotta be a Mormon joke in there. Ms. Botnagar's vision has really gone downhill these past few years. But she could see well enough to tell us what the salesman looked like. We patrolled the town until we found one who matched the description and brought in Miss B to see if she could ID him. And well, I'll just play the recording from that newfangled personal audio recorder Chief gave us. How do you turn this darn thing on? Oh, I don't know. Try pushing the big green button that says on. How do you get this thing to record? It is recording. Look at the light. What's the big idea? You can't just drag me, an upstanding man of the church, cross town, refusing to tell me nothing. I have God-given rights, you know. That's the man who sold me the fake cardboard hoover. Are you cuckoo lady? I've never seen you before in my life. I only work the east side of town. The Jehovah's Witnesses run the west side. This is their turf. It was you. I'm a woman of the world, son. I'm not so gullible as you think. I've been telling everyone I know. That you are a swindler. Look, lady, I didn't see you at no baptism this week, but that don't mean you weren't born yesterday. So don't take it out on me just because you were dim enough to buy a cardboard hoover stuffed with feathers. That's your boner, not mine. You're gonna ruin my business. I'm suing you for libel. And after that, he refused to say anything until a lawyer was present. We had no way of proving that this was the man who sold Mrs. Batnagar the vacuum. Since she allegedly paid in cash at the door, there was no receipt. The chief decided she must be trying to frame the guy. But I can't imagine anyone would make up this whole story just to swindle some money out of an ordained door-to-door salesman. And spend a whole evening making a fake cardboard vacuum stuffed with feathers? I mean, I like arts and crafts as much as the next man, but that can't be easy. Well, even if she's telling what she thinks is the truth, her eyesight's so bad that her eyewitness testimony won't count for much in a court of law. Not against the power of Church of Latter-day Saints. Hold it right there! Wait a minute. Were you two eavesdropping? No, we were- Yes! All good detectives eavesdrop. Sally, we practiced this. Dad, thank gosh you recorded the whole conversation. Language, Sally. And what the heck are you talking about? The case is solved. Mrs. Botnagar is innocent. That salesman was the man who sold her the vacuum, as well as a whole pack of lies. He'll have to drop the libel case 
we can prove her claims about him are true. But how? Sue and Sally patiently explained the whole thing to their fathers, step by step, in small words, while the two men listened in amazement. By golly, Daryl, they're right! I've got to call the chief. This changes everything! How did Sue and Sally solve the case of the squirrely swindler? See if you and your family can solve it on your own. Then tune in later to see if you're as smart as our teen detectives. In the meantime, do not call me or the station asking for more clues. They don't give me the answers in advance. I'm in the same boat as all of you, asking myself, how did they figure it out so quickly? What clue did they pick up on that I didn't? And should I feel insecure that two 13-year-old girls are so much smarter and more accomplished than I am? You'll just have to tune in to find out the answers. Except for the last question. That one's just for you, listeners. Just for you. Don't want to end up like Mrs. Batnagar, vacuuming your floors on a hope and a prayer with a subpar hoover? Well, make sure you get Berenstein & Co.'s new Science Vacuum. When plugged in, the Science Vacuum creates your very own small gaseous area of lower pressure within the machine, allowing it to suck debris from your floor into a neat and tidy vortex inside the appliance. Just like most bathrooms, but more... sciency. I am a scientist, and I approve this message. Good evening, listeners at home. Earlier on the Oregon Twins Conundrums, we left off as our gifted girl sleuths had just solved the case of the squirrely swindler. But how did they solve it? How did their mid-pubescent brains untangle the knotted web of contradictory tales told by Mrs. Batnagar and the salesman? Seriously, I would love to know. I'll give you one last chance to place your bets before Tank Chesterfield does not condone gambling, especially not involving amateur detectives who themselves are not of legal gambling age. And now the thrilling conclusion. The salesman will have to drop the libel case. We can prove Mrs. Batnagar's claims about him are true. But how? It's easy. If you look at the case closely, you just have to listen, listen carefully. carefully. Mrs. Batnagar in that recording accuses the salesman of selling her a cardboard hoover. And the salesman tells her that if she bought a cardboard vacuum filled with feathers, that was her boat mistake. I don't see how that proves anything. That's obvious. But neither you nor Mrs. Batnagar had mentioned the feathers. The only way that the salesman could have known what the Hoover was stuffed with was, was if, if he, he put, put the, the feathers, feathers in himself. By golly, Daryl, they're right. I've got to call the chief. This changes everything. Oh, it was the feathers. You see, I thought the clue had something to do with the entire Mormon connection, but I wasn't entirely sure where the dots connected with. <clears throat> And thus, the thrilling conclusion of The Case of the Squirrely Swindler, another brain-teasing, skill-building, identity-questioning conundrum from the Oregon Twins. Next time on Duo Tank Chesterfield's Mystery Theater, a routine murder investigation takes Detective Jim Buckles further than he's ever been before. That was no earthquake. Ladies and gents, we're not in Los Angeles. The Machinations of Fear. On the next episode of Duo Tang Chesterfield's Mystery Theater. The Case of the Squirrely Swindler was written by Grace Smith. Sue and Sally Oregon were played by Grace Smith. Bradley Oregon and the Mormon Salesman were played by Leet Stetson. Daryl Oregon was played by Edson Jackson. Mr. Fitzgerald and Philip. Who is Philip? Extra, extra. Oh, yeah. They were played by Joseph Beebe. That's me. Irma was played by Marika Lapointe. Vagrant was played by Michelle Groves. Mrs. Batnagar was played by Florina Vaz. And the narrator was played by special guest star Leet Stetson. Duotang Chesterfield's Mystery Theater is produced by Joseph Beebe and Theater Double Take. Duotang Chesterfield wants to know, are you a twin? 
Or a triplet? No reason. Let us know by investigating us on the web at duotangmysteries.com.